Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily, our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it! Then we're done! And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes, get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. It is Wednesday, January the 11th. 2022, y'all decided to wake y'all asses up. Ray G, and for that, I appreciate y'all being in the building. Who we got? Ty DeClaire, FF Lefty, Marlon, Evan, Rico, Lindsey Mack, Eric V, Dynasty Barry, Rico in the building, Peter, Andrew, uh, Lindsey Mack, Lights Out Andre, Alvin Bailey, Matt Brunin. We got a full house today. It's going down. It's going down because uh, we are going to do a mock draft. We're actually going to do a 2023 Superflex Rookie Mock 1.0, 1.0. First one of the season. Shout out to Prize Picks, the people that pay the bills. Use the promo code Wake Up. Get in on that NBA action, MLB, MMA, tennis, esports, all that good shit. You put in 100, they match you 100. It's free money. Get it. It's dope to play. Um, and then also, uh, before, when Jay Rich goes into straight facts, I will be getting up and going to get myself a cup of coffee. I need it this morning. I need it, Jay. Michelle Adoro, the best coffee. It's the only coffee I drink now. I love it. You don't have to add cream, sugar, none of that stuff, man. You just brew it, sip it. It's delicious. Michelle Adoro, USA. Use the promo code WAKEUP for 15% off. Go and get that for January. Start your year off right with some good coffee. Jay Rich, how you doing this morning, my friend? You ready to do this, Mark? Yeah, man, I'm ready. You know, the people were excited, to say the least, when we finally dropped it on Twitter that we'll be doing Rookie Mock 1.0. Yeah. And let me tell you, Ray, this this is going to be an interesting one. Mm. This second round is going to be mm. a lot that we have to discuss, figure out the top tiers, the players, the w- the way we'd probably draft these picks. Um, yeah. We had a discussion yesterday in Heisman about C.J. Stroud, right? Maybe we'll get into that a little bit on the show today, so a lot to get into. But excited for the show today and definitely needed my cup of coffee. Was up late last night grinding the PFF numbers, preparing for this. Man, I was... Um, Going to be fun. Going to be fun. Yeah, I was up late too. I was up late. I don't know what I was doing. I'm watching um, <laughs> watching this series called Dark on Netflix. Like I watched it like a year and a half ago. And nice. then the new season came out, so I had to get back to it. Yeah, Dark. It's, it's one of those shows where it's in a different language. I don't know what language it is, to be honest with you. <laughs> So it has subtitles, is what Subtitle. you're saying. But I, I watch everything with subtitles. Me and my wife, every single thing is on. Oh, you're subtitles. one of those couples. I gotta okay. read it. I can't hear. I gotta read it. I gotta see it. But um, that has nothing to do with what we're talking about today. Uh, Jay, let's get in the news so I can go get my coffee. All right. All right. Sounds good. Let's do it. The biggest news in the world of sports, covered and brought to you by one man. Jordan Richards. This is Straight Facts, presented by Michelle Adoro. 
All right, people. So one of the bigger pieces of news for us to some degree in the fantasy world is the fact that the Arizona Cardinals fired Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime, you know, he stepped away from his job for to work on his health or whatever. He was basically fired too. So we will be getting a new coaching regime in Arizona, which is great for us because we're sick of Kingsbury and his stupid offense. So hopefully they will not collapse in the second half anymore. But on top of that, what also is a little bit interesting for them is that they will be attempting to trade DeAndre Hopkins. So we know that Marquise Brown will probably be the long-term wide receiver there. We'll see what happens with Kyler Murray because the Cardinals do have the third overall pick, but they will be likely trading DeAndre Hopkins to another team. Where does he go? We don't know, but it could be a situation where we've seen in the past where a very talented wide receiver goes to play with a veteran quarterback who can get him the ball. And I think that would mean good things for DeAndre Hopkins. Not saying that you should go buy him this offseason, but I think there could be... I see Dallas, Dallas could be an opportunity, right? You never know. And, and I think this is where he's a player who's that talented, who's elite and a great player who can get open for a quarterback and make a difference. I think a lot of teams will be in the market for DeAndre Hopkins. Just depends on the cost. And we will see how that goes. Ray, Sean McVay, right? Mm. A guy that we've talked about who could hang it up at the end of this season. We saw the way the Rams ended their season. He has apparently told his coaching staff they can go and look for other jobs without resistance was the quote um, from Sean McVay. And so, you know, you talk about a guy who we don't expect to want to be part of a rebuild. We know this team will be going through a massive rebuild going forward. If Sean McVay does hang it up and his coaches are being told they can go look for other jobs, that's probably a pretty good indication that he may be hanging it up as well. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Now, talking about some quarterbacks here, Ryan Poles reportedly said that they will do their oh, due diligence, gosh. right? About the first overall pick and whether or not they should take a quarterback. That, of course, would mean potentially trading away Justin Fields. Oh. And then as well... The Baltimore Ravens signed linebacker Roquan Smith to a five-year, $100 million contract. Why you would pay a linebacker $100 million, I don't know. But it certainly doesn't mean good things potentially for Lamar Jackson. And Ian Rappaport was on Good Morning Football this morning talking about Lamar Jackson, saying apparently he's looking at a quote-unquote uphill battle with his PCL injury. They hope oh, he'd be able course. to play, but apparently there could be potential that he may not play versus the Bengals. And frankly, after seeing that Roquan Smith contract, my PCL would be acting up too, so I can't really blame him for that. Do you have anything you want to touch on here in regards uh, to maybe Justin Fields or Lamar Jackson? So uh, here's my thing. I get what Ryan Poles is doing by saying, and, and, and behind the scenes, you should be doing your due diligence. Sure. But is that, I, I just, in my opinion, man, that like if you, you found your franchise quarterback, or if you believed you found your franchise quarterback, like, you don't even entertain that. Like, no, we're not taking a quarterback at the top of the draft. And I get, oh, they got to leverage it. Maybe somebody wants to jump up yeah. and they can try. No, man. When we, we talked about this in Heisman, when Joe Burrow tore his ACL, was there any conversation going into 2021 about them potentially doing their due diligence on a quarterback? And that was a class that had Trevor Lawrence, that had yeah. Justin Fields, that had Trey Lance, right? The generational prospect that was Trevor Lawrence. There was no conversation. No, no. They would have laughed you out of the building if you would have even insinuated that they were doing due diligence on a quarterback. Ryan Poles nor Matt Eberflus drafted Justin Fields. I think it's bullshit. Um, I think he's their quarterback. If if they traded him, um, you know, and, and part of me, it's a good thing. Get him out of there. Trade him somewhere yep. else. Get him out of Chicago. You know what, Poles? How about you do it? Trade him some. Please trade him. Trade him anywhere. Get him out of Chicago. And I would love it for Justin Fields. I didn't love it. I didn't love hearing that from Poles. Me personally, man. Like, I, I would have just shut it all down. No. We're not doing due diligence on Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud or Anthony Richardson or Will Levis. We've found our quarterback of the future, and we're moving forward evaluating the best players in this draft that don't include the quarterback position. That is how I would have loved for him to handle it, but what do I know? I'm sitting at my house recording videos with you on YouTube. I'm not in the front office in Chicago. So I, that's just me, Jay. I don't know how you feel about it, but uh, that's just that's not how I would want to instill confidence in my young quarterback, man. Yeah, it's like you said, right? There's the two sides to this story a little bit. There's the side that you want to raise the value of the first round pick, make teams think like you may actually take a quarterback, which no one expects you to. And then there's a side of actually 
giving your quarterback who's been getting beat up all year some confidence heading into the offseason, right? That maybe there will be some hope for him on the other side. And so I'm, I'm definitely with you. It's not the greatest situation. If they did want to trade him, right? I think the, the advantage that I did see is it resets the rookie clock, right? And so that's not so bad for the Bears because clearly they're nowhere near contention. But outside of that, I don't see real yeah. upside. And if I was Lamar Jackson, I would not be playing this weekend. Lamar, they, yeah, I'm not. they have very little chance to beat the Bengals, even if he does play, because they're such a bad team. But Lamar even if he doesn't playing. play, then just go get your bag in the offseason. Lamar ain't playing. If I'm Lamar, I would, I, I've been saying this for how long, Jay? If I if, if I were From Lamar, the start. I wouldn't step foot on that field. And then you go pay Roquan 100 M's? That's a problem. You can pay your I, linebacker. I, 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 I think you can pay I, your I linebacker, right? Ugh. I'm Brutal. telling you, we've been talking about, I think they're going to they're, they're gonna trade him, man. I think they're going to trade him. Oh, yeah. I legit think they're going to trade him. Um, I don't know how much Lamar wants to be there. It seems like he loves Baltimore. He seems to be really ingratiated with the community and, and things of that nature. But when it comes down to it, it's a business, yo. And uh, I'm a former MVP. I'm one of the most talented players in the league. Pay me. Pay me. And that's what it is. Did you touch on Jared Goff? Did you touch on Jared Goff? No. Jared What's up Goff, with Jared Goff? Uh, the, the GM head coach said he's our quarterback, like, period. He's our oh. quarterback. He's our oh. guy. So I know a lot of people are continue to mock a quarterback to the Detroit Lions in the top 10. It's not happening, man. Jared Goff was phenomenal this year. So he's not the problem. Get defense, uh, pair up somebody with Aiden Hutchinson. But uh, I like I like Jared Goff there. So, Jay, and, and you touched on Blake Corum, right? My boy Blake. Going yeah, back. Blake returned to school. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I forgot to put Blake in the nose, but yeah, that was that was devastating, man. Blake Corum for how good he was this season. Yeah, but I get it. You know, you don't want to go to the NFL injured. Maybe there was a small injury knock on him. There's a lot of talented backs in this class. Uh, it makes sense, I guess. Can it I stir sense, the pot real quick before we get into this mock? Can I just stir the sure. pot real quick? 49ers fans, 49ers fans, talk to me. Oh no, Jay. Just what do you think, man? Like, there's a real chance. There's a real chance San Francisco makes it to the NFC title game, potentially to the Super Bowl. I, I know we all want to be like, oh, it's Trey Lance's job. I yeah. get that, right? Trey Lance hasn't played meaningful football in three years. Three years. Brock Purdy you could argue. The- you could argue he's never played meaningful football. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm not going to do that. But you get the point. Three years. 2019 was his last full season. How short is his leash, or does he outright have that job walking into the season next year? I'm just, I'm just asking the question, man, because Brock Purdy's been pretty damn good operating the offense in a way that is not missed a beat for the 49ers. Just what do you think? What do you, this, it's just a fascinating situation. You got three quarterbacks, all different kind of quarterbacks. You got the, the super talented Trey Lance. You got the, the wily old vet and Jimmy Garoppolo, and then you got Mr. Irrelevant and Brock Purdy. Just... Well, how do you think that's going to play out? I'm just asked. just how do you think, gut feeling, how that's going to play out? I think it's going to play out the way we fully expect, and it's going to be an utmost disaster in San Francisco all offseason because I would bet a lot of money that Brock Purdy outplays Trey Lance in preseason, right? He outplays him at training camp. He's making more, better reads. He's making quicker reads. He's making all the throws, and Lance is the one who's struggling, but the front office says, Lance is our guy, we're rolling with Lance. And you talk about the leash going into the season, I think Lance will start, but I don't think that leash is going to be very long. Like you're saying, this is a team that has a Super Bowl window, that is a Super Bowl-bound team probably this season and into next season because they will have a very similar team, more likely than not. So you could make the case Purdy could start, and I wouldn't make that case because of Lance's contract, but the leash will be short. They are flaming old Trigger Trey in the chat, man. Apparently Apparently I lit a fire in the chat saying man. saying fcs ain't competition man man it's man. it's interesting it's it's, it's gonna be something it's, it's gonna be something i think purdy is gonna look good and it will be very difficult i to mean keep he him off is the field. looking good he looks good yeah. so gut feel for me they battle it it's out gotta camp. be lance lance starts but if he looks bad three four it's games over. in the boo birds will be out the boo birds will be out and um yeah It'd be like Brock Purdy was a first-round pick, basically, and you're just waiting to put him in, right? Waiting for that starter to fail, and then that's what it'll feel like. Because, yeah, you're right. The Niners fans are good. If they make it to the NFC title game, Niners fans will be loving themselves some Brock Purdy. Brock They'll Purdy. probably want him to start next season. Yeah. This All isn't right, a sense of Bennett situation. <laughs> God, that national... What a... What a shit game. What an Didn't awful. even talk about it. Just we didn't even skipped talk. right over Congratulations it. Congratulations to Georgia. Congratulations to the Georgia Bulldogs for 
not just win. I don't even know if they pra- they probably practice harder than that game was for them. I mean, oh, yeah. shout out to Georgia. Uh, Stetson Bennett is going to be a fantastic NFL backup. Fantastic. He's going to be, and I'm not even saying that in a funny way. Like, I think he's going to be a good NFL backup, a backup that you would want on your team if something were to happen to your quarterback. You feel like you got a guy that you could throw in there that can be a pro and get stuff done. Uh, Jalen Carter is a beast. Quentin Johnston. Was it one for three was his final stat line? In a uh, mega negative game script? Yikes. Max Duggan. Yeah. Not good. Yeah, Max Duggan, man. Not good. All right, Jay. We got a super flex. Our first one, me versus you, mano y mano, super flex rookie draft. We've taken a look at a ton of mocks over the past couple of weeks. We've been doing rookie mocks all season. Literally, I'll say it again. Nobody in the fantasy space has conducted more rookie mock drafts than we have. Shout out to Dynasty Barry for running all of those. He's in the chat. Nobody. I will put that up. Nobody's done more. We're doing them. We do them so much, I get sick of getting tagged, and, and you're up, Ray, for the next mock. So we've done enough. We've got information. We know, for the most part, at least what the, the analysts are saying. Four first-round quarterbacks, one running back. we got three or four receivers in the first round. we got a tight end in the first round. So me versus you, let's, let's pop it off. You got the 101. Let's do it. Let's draft with the people and see what they say. You give Let's me the 101? You wow. got the 101. Okay. I'm taking B. John Robinson then. Give okay. me the easy pick. I'm right. taking B. John Robinson 101. No analysis needed. Best running super, back this is super in flex. the draft clicks. That's fine. Super, I'm not worried about that. Flex. Not worried about that. So if you want to make the case for a quarterback, and uh, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to give away my next pick. But it would probably be CJ Stroud for me. I think CJ Stroud's going to go to a great landing pick. spot. It's a mock. Just talk about your pick. Talk about your. I don't need your next pick. Your six picks. Make your pick. Make the case, and then move on. Bijan Robinson, RB one, one hundred one, highest graded rushing grade in all of PFF, ninety six overall. Dude's going to be a beast in the in the NFL. He's going to be probably what RB three or four. What the time he gets drafted, he's basically yeah. RB three or four in dynasty right now. Take Bijan Robinson one hundred and one. You can make the case for a quarterback. I wouldn't do that. Take the value. Take the player who's going to be a player who will step in, be an NFL talent. They're talking about twenty touches right out the gate. Bijan Robinson is the one hundred and one. For most people, he's the one-on-one, but I just challenge you and say that every year we do this shit, man. Every year we take JT one-on-one, you take Clyde one-on-one, woof, uh, womp, womp, sad trombone on that one. Um, You take, outside of last year, right, you know, Najee Harris, maybe we should take Najee over all the quarterbacks, yada, yada, yada. Jay, we go back and we look two years down the line. It was like, damn, we should have took Burrow, should have took Herbert, should have taken Trevor, should have taken Justin. I just... If C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young get number one, number two, number three overall capital in Superflex, I think there's a case to be made for the quarterback position. I'm up at the 102, and I've been toiling with this one a lot, man, uh, flipping back and forth between these quarterbacks. But with the information that we've seen so far with all four of these quarterbacks being picked inside the top 10 and sometimes even a little bit higher, Jay, I'm sticking to my guns for fantasy. You put Anthony Richardson in Carolina. You put A. Rich in Indy. You put A. Rich on one of those teams. I think he's going to, all he's got to be is a monster on the ground, which he can. I'm taking Anthony Richardson at 102 in a super flex draft. Sign me up for the quarterback out of Florida. Let's get it popping, baby. You're up 103. 103 for me has to be CJ Stroud. Um, I'm just taking him simply because of the size. It's literally the only reason why I would take him over Bryce Young. I'm worried that Bryce Young may go to the Houston Texans. I think that CJ Stroud will get a better landing spot out of Ohio State. He's been phenomenal his two years as a starter. Ray, I was looking at some different grades for quarterbacks. And for me, at least at this early process, when I was looking at the only two quarterbacks who have a chance to be successful in the NFL for fantasy or period would be CJ Stroud and Bryce Young, regardless of draft capital, um, just because or with the draft capital kind of worked in there. They just have great passing grades. They're going to be great passing the NFL. They can yeah. be NFL defenses. And that Georgia game for me just made a massive difference for what I view CJ Stroud to be. You talked about it before. He can get the ball all over the field. He can make reads. It's just how does he adjust the NFL game? I think Bryce will ju- adjust a little bit better. But I think the long-term outlook for CJ Stroud could be a phenomenal quarterback for fantasy and for the NFL. Jay, I love the pick, man. And again, you don't want to react to one game because CJ Stroud was fantastic both of the years that he played at co- in college. But that one game versus that defense, and I know they lost five starters to the NFL, but it's still a Georgia defense. 
I think C.J. Stroud is going to be a really good quarterback at the next level. He doesn't he doesn't give you much on the ground. Not saying he can't run, but that's not his that's not his superhuman attribute, right? It's putting the yeah. ball in all kind of places, right? So I love the pick. I actually considered him at two J, and this ain't no hot. Like I I truly, if a rich is picked top ten. I'm taking him as my QB one. I don't I'm like. I'm not even. I'm just taking him, man. It doesn't mean I don't like C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young, but I'm taking Anthony Richardson. You know, this is an interesting exercise because we're going back and forth. And Jay, what we're not trying to do is build the perfect team. We're not looking at it and being like, "Oh, I've got a quarterback now. I have to go running back." I think the way that this should play out in rookie drafts at this point, if you're sitting here at the 104, you should be jumping for joy to draft Bryce Young out of Alabama. Yep. That th- there are. There are concerns. Oh, all of these quarterbacks have warts. All of them. And the biggest one that you're going to see from Bryce Young, even during the Natty J, they were showing pictures of him standing next to Stetson Bennett. And Stetson yeah. Bennett was bigger than Bryce Young. And he looks a little out there. So that's going to be the biggest knock on Bryce is can he withstand? Does he have the size to withstand a beating in the NFL? If he got sacked by Aiden Hutchinson the way that Aaron Rodgers did on Sunday, does Bryce Young get up? We can keep saying that, Maybe. but I saw, I saw him destroy the SEC for two years. He's good, man. He's going to get the capital. He's going to be a top five, top ten pick. Bryce Young should be coming off the board within the first four picks of a super flex rookie draft. Yeah, I, I'm with you 100%. I, I love Bryce, but that size factor is literally the only differentiator for me between the two quarterbacks. At five, I would have to take the last first-round quarterback, and that is Will Levis. Arguably the player who has some of the best tools from just a passing and a rushing skill set. 6'3", 232. I know the production was bad, but all the scouts have told you they do not care. He will probably be a top 10 pick when it's all said and done. And Will Levis is a guy who, if everything hits, could be that Josh Allen mold type of quarterback, could be a Daniel Jones plus type of quarterback. And so that's the reason why you, you look at him right here. You may make the case for Jameer Gibbs or your wide receiver one. I think you could make that case. I wouldn't. It's still super flex. I would be taking Will Levis here because I think getting him at the last quarterback is a great value amongst all these players. I don't disagree at all. I think it's a great value. Uh, again, we we put the we put the YouTube short out there with the Stephen A. Smith uh, meme <laughs> that we don't care. People, I don't like Will. I, the NFL scouts, they don't care. That he's going to be a top. He's going to be a top ten pick. He's got the size. He's got the tools. He's got the traits. He's pro- and he's not. And here's the thing. I doubt he's going to land in a spot like Houston. So I, exactly, you know, Will Levis should be Indy, better. Will Levis, Carolina, Carolina, he gets mocked to the Raiders, the Raiders again. All places that have weapons. I'm so I'm again a much better starting spot than you're looking at if you're in fucking Houston. All right, here we go. Everybody's talking about yada yada yada. Who's going to go? The draft starts at six, Jay, and um, you know me and my philosophy and dynasty. I am a wide receiver whore. I love them and. In this draft, let me explain. In this draft, I think you have three, I don't want to call them blue chip, but three like tier one wide receivers in this class. I think there are three guys. The running back class is so deep. So deep, Jay. It's deep. Deep into the pool. Diving deep. I'm fine with four going running back right here. I know everybody is clamoring for Jameer Gibbs. But at 106, I'm taking Jackson, Smith, and Jigba, Wide receiver out of Ohio State is wide receiver one off of the board. I don't care that he didn't play last year. I saw what he did on the field his sophomore season. I think he's going to be a phenomenal NFL pro. I don't I don't give a damn about, oh, he only ran out of the slot. Run out of the slot in the NFL for me. Thank you. I would love it. JSN, um, where I sit today, Jay, today, film grades are not done. So this is subject to change. But today, if you told me I had to draft one of these three wide receivers today, Jackson Smith and Jigba is the wide receiver that I'd have the most confidence in. Sign me up for JSN, who's still getting plenty of first-round buzz. I don't think he's falling past New England at 14 Jackson Smith and Jigba 106 sign me up yeah I mean Ray you know I'm kind of with you in every regard last season I believe he was one of two players who had a yards per route run over three led the Ohio State passing game in receiving yards it's very difficult not to like JSN dude is just a monster for my next pick I will also be going wide receiver I will be taking yeah I'm not I'm not taking Jameer Gibbs I know everyone wants Jameer Gibbs but it people got to understand man this is a passing league and there's one thing I've learned over the past few years. If a wide receiver is going to go in the first round, he's probably going to go high. You probably want that player. And no, Ray, I'm not taking Quentin Johnston. I will be taking Jordan Addison, the Let's wide go. receiver out of USC. 
You know I'm a big fan of Addison. Uh, I think he comps very well to Jerry Judy from a skill set perspective. He won the Blitnikoff as a sophomore, just like Jerry Judy did. He was banged up a little bit at USC. There are some size concerns for him, but much like we've seen with Devontae Smith, a player who can dominate at the NFL level, despite these quote-unquote size concerns, I think he'll get first-round draft capital. I think he'll be drafted probably somewhere in the late first, going yep. to a better roster than he would if he was drafted higher up. He could go to Houston. I think that's a spot reserved strictly for Quentin Johnston, and and that would be very happy for me. I would love to see Addison on the Giants, where we've seen him mocked multiple times. I think Addison is a pro-ready receiver who can get open with ease and will succeed right out of the gate in the NFL. Jay, I messed this whole damn thing up, man. I'm supposed to be doing, I'm supposed to add some sound effects. The sounders, man. I love the pick, Jay, but at this point, Odds Jam sending me all kind of plus EV plays. I need to, Jay, I'm, I'm itching. I want to I wanna go check. I want to put in some bets. Um, but right now, we're going to stop the fall at 108. We're taking Jameer Gibbs. Now it's time for Jameer Gibbs to come off the board, all right? Jameer Gibbs, this yeah. is not, let me tell you, this is not an indictment on Jameer Gibbs. I think Jameer Gibbs is a fantastic running back prospect, Jay, but there are so many in this class, and you know what? You know what, Jay? You know what position he plays? Jordan. Running back. Running back. I can find yeah. running Yuck. backs anywhere, and in this particular class, literally, we're already at the 109, and this is where the second back comes off the board. This bitch is going to be filled full of green with running backs come round two. I could find a man. I could find backs anywhere. I'm just, that's just how I dynasty. I, I, I am not. And I think if this year taught us anything, we could find running backs. B. John Robinson, most definitely deserving of the number one pick. He's a top three player in the class overall, in my opinion. But I'm taking the receivers, at least my top two, over Jameer Gibbs. So Jameer Gibbs is a very talented back. You know, some people saying Austin Eckler from day one. We'll see. Uh, and 108. Faster. 108 is a steal. Like that's a that's a good yeah. uh, like that's a good value. That's I won't say a steal. That's good value for Gibbs at 18. Jay, I'm interested to see what you do here at 19 because is there a bit of a tear break? Can we just talk about is there a mm -hmm. bit of a tear break? Are we still are we still putting Quentin Johnson in this this elite tier one of prospects? I mean, so I, I got to do a bit more scouting to really give you a definitive answer on that. But yeah, I think this is where you talk about a potential tier break right around the eight spot. Jameer Gibbs is great. Uh, I think this, I'm curious the system he goes into, because I think if he is in a zone running scheme, he will definitely thrive a little bit better. You talked about the, we didn't even mention the four, three speed that he claimed he can yep. run on the 40 yard dash. So that will be a big factor for him. So I do like him here ahead of my next pick in Quinn Johnston, yep. Quinn Johnston, the monster DK light, you know, a Martavius Bryant plus, right? The different comps you kind of have out there for Quinn Johnston. I am a little bit concerned about him in the short area. We saw it against Georgia. Yeah. He did not separate very well in the short to intermediate game, which is really where I want my receivers to thrive. It's friendly for quarterbacks. Yes, going deep is great. Going over the top, catching touchdowns is great. I kind of want my receiver to do a bit more than that. I love Quentin Johnson. I think he's a great talent, and I think he's deserving of tier one status. Agreed. But I understand putting him at the back is probably the place to be for now. And again, he is a TCU wide receiver race, so some small reservations oh there. But the talent is all there for Quentin Johnson. Would ever, so he who would, in their right mind would ever like a TCU wide receiver? I mean, your boy... Your boy know. was the last one that came in that didn't do anything. That's true. I had Jalen Rager high in my ranks, and boy, was I looking stupid quickly. You did. You but had him high. So, you convinced hey, me on him. I did. I talked you into him. I told you about all the <laughs> analytics. I taught you the breakout age stuff. Oh, shit. I'm sorry, the community. It was a big miss on my part. But Quinn Johnston here, definitely the pick. But, Ray, I'm so curious where you go here because this is a spot I hate in drafts. Um, and we can talk <sighs> through it a little bit. Maybe you want to talk options. Maybe you don't. That's fine with me. But it is a tough spot to be in here knowing that there's a lot of talent. And in January, remember, we're doing this in January, who the right pick is, and especially when it comes to the process. And I think I have an idea of who I would take. There is a this is tear break for me. I think we got if you've got 101 through 109, you're phenomenal. Uh, I, I even think in the right format, two tight end, two point tight end premium, you can make a case for Michael Mayer, right? You can make a case, and where where it's yeah. you have to start two tight ends. I hate those leagues. Uh, just letting you know, oh, I hate I terrible. hate start two tight end leagues, but they're out there in two point reception tight end leagues. I think you one hundred percent Michael Mayer, maybe even a little bit higher. If it's start two and two point per reception, Michael Mayer's probably up there ahead of JSN and company. This is a spot where I can go wide out because Jalen Hyatt has been receiving all kinds of first-round capital. But a player that I truly believe, Jay, when it's all said and done, 
is somebody that I've, I've talked about. He's going to put everybody's process, analytical process, film process to the test. But he's a cat that I think could be a freaking monster. But with give him nine to 13 touches a game, and I will be ecstatic. I will be ecstatic. Devon A. Chain running back out of Texas A&M here at the back of the first. I know he's I know he's not big, but I've I saw I've seen him do work in the SEC for two two straight seasons. Olympic level speed. He's a phenomenal pass catcher out of the backfield, and he's a good running back between the tackles. Now, do I expect him to get 15, 20 carries a game? No, I don't want him to do that. Give him eight to nine carries out of the backfield and just pepper him with targets. Let him put his speed to work. Devon A. Chain, 110. I just can't pass on that speed. He's going to – I will put money on it, dude. He's going to be a top 50 pick in the draft. Like, he's going to he's gonna go – if James Cook went in the second round, Devon A. Chain is going to go high second round. He's going to be a – he's going to be a top 50 pick in the draft. Ray, I love the pick. I love it. I, I was – I wasn't sure where you were going – and then you started talking about the player that you just believe in, the player you love, and that's that's A-Chain. And yeah, I was looking at some stats on A-Chain. He has the sixth highest PFF graded rush uh, rushing grade when it's uh when it's re rejigged for rush attempts, right? So he has 365 rush attempts. He has a 90 PFF rushing grade for his entire career in college. Yeah, that's only sixth best. It's actually ahead of Javante Williams, Tyler Algier, David Montgomery, Najee Harris, Jonathan Taylor, and Travis Etienne all below him on that list. And all those running backs are pretty successful as far as I'm concerned. So definitely, you know, people look at him as a speedster. I think he's a little bit more than just a speedster at the NFL level and kind of showed that at college and playing at a Texas A&M team, Ray. Did you know that Jimbo Fisher is the only coach in history who has started in the AP top six and has fallen out unranked three times and he's done each of the past two seasons and Devon A-Chain has been thriving on both of those rosters but I will get into my next pick he and I'll be taking he does the least with the most Jimbo Fisher the head <laughs> he coach that does the least with the most go ahead I will be taking Jalen Hyatt mm-hmm. and I know that you're gonna laugh at me and say Jay Rich you said you don't even like Jalen Hyatt and that could be true The thing with Jalen Hyatt is, like you mentioned, and why I thought you were going to take him, is that he is going to be drafted high. If he's not drafted in the first round, he will be drafted very high in the second round. Yes. And, you know, you look at his numbers and you say, well, you know, where is he going to ultimately end up? And I think that does matter for him. But if you're telling me today that I have to pick a player to draft in a rookie draft, I'm taking the guy who's directed to be a first round pick. At worst, probably a high second round pick and leaning on that draft capital because we've seen the success and the opportunity opportunity of those highly drafted wide receivers and that's the reason why I would be going Jalen Hyatt here you could go running back but like you mentioned coming back at the second round of the draft there's a lot of players you could take you don't have to make the decision right now at who you take but I did like your piece on a chain because I do think he is worthy of kind of that upper tier two consideration potentially even like somewhere in between tier one and tier two he's going to be a first round pick He's going to be a first-round pick, and there's a real possibility that Johnston, Addison, and JSN are off of the board before Los Angeles, the Chargers, come up to pick mid-20s. Put him with Justin Herbert and watch how the community reacts. I mean, you talk about a steal. Here's the thing. You're not taking Hyatt any higher, but I love where you got him at 11. I I love where you got him at 11. He's been falling. Run 12, 202 in some of our mocks. I, I like the aggressive nature in which you drafted him. And based on the information we're seeing, he's going to be a first-round pick. Here at the 112 spot, and we're going to do this linear, so we'll go back up to 201, so you'll have the pick after this. Jay, um, I'm going to – player that I think is going to be very good, big-time riser. We're seeing him in mocks right now, Jay, in the second round. Uh, wide receiver. I'm not taking a running back here. Wide receiver in the second round. He reminds me of Antonio Brown. He's got a little A.B. in his game. He's got a little A.B. in his game. I'm taking Zay Flowers, wide receiver out of ball. And what's interesting about this is I have not been able to kind of go through my early just gut feel ranks right now. But I think when it's all said and done, people are going to look at Zay Flowers and they're going to be like, I want this kid. Mega producer in the ACC. Uh, he's, he's, he's fantastic in and out of his breaks. Provides a little bit of special teams ability. He's going to be a second-round pick at worst in the NFL draft. And I think he's going to have an opportunity to contribute on an NFL offense from day 
one. So let's run through the first round. We got Bijan Robinson. This is super flex. Bijan, A. Rich, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Will Levis, a string of four straight quarterbacks. JSN, wide receiver out of Ohio State, is the wide receiver one off of the board, followed by Addison, Jameer Gibbs out of Bama, QJ, Quentin Johnston at 1-9. A-Chain, Devon A-Chain running back at A&M at 10. Jalen Hyatt and Zay Flowers rounding out the first round. Jay, you're back up at the top of the second, and I'm going to assume we're going to see a litany of running backs off of the board, so let's get it. I wouldn't go there quite yet because there is one more player that I am very excited to finally see in person. A player that I've had on a CDC Ooh. roster for over two and a half years. Who is 96 this? receptions, 1,355 yards, and 10 touchdowns in the top 15 in all three categories. And that is SMU wide receiver Rasheed Rice. Rasheed Rice is a player who I think can really do a lot of great things on all levels in the NFL. He probably... Pro- He probably is going to be more of a slot receiver. I think he can play outside because of the SMU bias and the conference he played in. He will be slightly downgraded, but I think that scouts will fall in love with him in the senior bowl. He will look great at the combine. He'll be drafted probably high day two at worst and potentially get some first round buzz. We talked about Christian Watson and his his freak athlete ability. I don't think Rasheed quite provides that, but I think he may be the best wide receiver at the senior bowl. And we've seen that be very fruitful wide receivers in the past and why I would be willing to run the risk on Rasheed Rice here and let you take your your gambit at all the running backs that are still available so a lot of backs available i thought about rice at at the back of the first uh at the back of the first he's going to he's getting a lot of buzz to be a first round pick so that's a really good pick because i considered him over zay flowers but i had to give zay some love and people need to go look him up because he's very very good i see a lot of people talking about josh downs a little bit over zay uh, over zay jones Downs is super dope. Uh, Downs is always banged up, too. Uh, always I, hurt, I, though. Yeah, that's the difference. always something with Josh Downs, always. All right, here at the 202 spot, Jay, uh, I am going to dive into the running back pool in a player that I think could be plug-and-play from day one in the NFL. He's got NFL size at six foot one, 220 pounds. There is some speculation that he could even dr- go sub 4-5 in the 40-yard dash, which would mean his uh, speed score would be insane. He can catch the ball. He's got the pedigree as a high school, as, as a uh, highly touted high school prospect. Zach Charbonnet out of UCLA uh, is an incredible running back. Right now, I have not received, I don't know if Kendra Miller has officially declared for the draft yet or not. Um, if he declares, it may it may shake up a little bit of where I've got these guys placed. I have not graded Kendra yet because I didn't know if he was coming back or not. But right now, Zach Charbonnet is uh, is one of the better running back prospects in this class for me. So to snag him and pair him, uh, if you took A. Rich at the 102 spot and then you got Zach Charbonnet at the 202, you're probably feeling good about your rookie picks. Jay, you're up at 203. Let's get it. Ah, man, I was really hoping you didn't take him. Ah, I love Charbonnet, man. Five-star certified, been a mega producer at UCLA for the past two years. We wanted to see him last year. Ray, I think I'm taking Michael Mayer here. You don't know what to do. Yeah, there there you go. No, I think I'm taking Michael Mayer. And the reason why I want to take Michael Mayer is because I talked about how I don't want to take him in the first round. But you're getting him all the way down at 203. I think this is where you should be fine taking a tight end here. I understand if if you think maybe he's 206. You know, maybe even all the way down to 210. But honestly, Ray, like, he's probably going to be a top 20 pick. He might even be a top 15 pick when it's all said and done in the NFL draft. And so you're basically taking him where he's going to be drafted in the NFL in a rookie draft. And for me, that situation, I just can't quite pass up. You can make the case for Butte, Josh Downs. I think it's kind of split between those two. But I think if you want to go after an elite tight end prospect, while he does have some speed concerns, he should be pretty good in the NFL. And like you mentioned, with that capital, receive targets early at the gate. I'm willing to run the risk on Michael Mayer here. And I think that he's worth it at 203. Yep, I love it. I think at 203, this is perfectly fine. Most of us play in tight end premium leagues. I'm with it. I can do that. Um, I'm pretty happy here at at 204, Jay. There's a running back that I'm going to take that I know a lot of the fantasy community thinks he's like the RB2 in the class, and I'm just like, no, not happening. Uh, But here at the top of the second, right here, after a couple of these other players have gone off of the board, speed kills. And I know he's fast, and I think he's going to have... He's going to have a role at the next level. He's not 
He's not a complete running back yet, but I think you give him some time. He can be really good for us for fantasy football purposes. So I'm going to go back to the ACC, and I'm going to take Sean Tucker, running back out of Syracuse. Even though I don't have him as a top two or top three back in the class, that's not graded out that way. I'm not oblivious to the fact that he's a talented rusher, and you get him the ball in space, and he's going to make people pay because he is so fast. Another track guy that's really good. Um, you know, I want to see his weight. Don't know if he's a full-time feature guy, but that doesn't matter. I don't need him to do that. I'm looking at players like Jalen Warren succeed at the NFL level. If Sean Tucker gets the capital, gets the opportunity, I think he's going to be a solid player for us in fantasy. I don't think he's I don't think he's like a top five kind of guy, but I don't think he's a bad running back at all. So right here at the top of the second, sign me up for Sean Tucker, man. I'm still a big fan of his game, and hopefully as time progresses in the NFL, he just continues to refine his craft and get better and better. I like Sean Tucker. I'm, I'm pretty excited to get him here at the top of the second. Yeah, right. You talked about it. It's just what, where does he ultimately get drafted? That's kind of the biggest question mark. There are some people who have mocked other running backs higher than Sean Tucker, but from a pure rushing standpoint, it makes a ton of sense. And even this year, he showed a lot in the receiving game as well. So I think that you make a, a you don't think he showed enough? A lot of more than I expected from Tucker, right? Uh, we'll talk about that at a later time. But I, 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 he's still good. He's still good. I don't think he's. I don't think he's as good as some... He's good. He's a good back. He's a good back. Give him some time. I like it here. All right. So I will be going to a running back that I love. Um, big fan of him out of college. SEC pedigree. Played on a terrible team with a terrible quarterback for years. And I will be going to Auburn running back Tank Bigsby. Whoa. I think, okay. Yeah, I'm a, I'm, I'm a big fan of Tank Bigsby. I understand the production hasn't been there for him for a few years, but a player who dominates as a freshman in the SEC... I think is worthy of consideration here. The question is, is how high is he ultimately drafted? This for me is drafting based off the talent and the pedigree early on. And then you talk about other running backs. I considered a Zach Evans here for similar reasons, the pedigree and what he can do. I think that Tank Bigsby is a phenomenal running back. You see the way he's graded out by a lot of services. He is a great running back. The question is, is where is he ultimately picked? He could be a later draft selection, but I am a big fan of the talent of Tank Bigsby and why I'll be selecting him here. I think the SEC pedigree does help him translate into the NFL and why I'd be willing to consider him. I think he's just played on bad teams. I think if you put him on a better team, Tank Bigsby is definitely worthy of consideration here. Didn't expect that one from you, man. I like Tank. Man, it's so funny how how, big how much the, uh, the fantasy landscape changes two years ago. Do you know who the conversation was between for RB1 in this class? It was Bijan and Tank Bigsby. Like, universal. It was Tank yep. and Bijan. And some people were like, I'd take Tank over Bijan. I think Tank was a byproduct of a bad team. Um, that Auburn yeah. team was bad. TJ Finley, Robbie Ashford. Awesome. It was just not good. He's a good back, man. He's a hammer. He can catch the ball. I We'll see. We'll, we'll see. I like Tank. I think Tank is a good running back, and I think he's another one of those guys where you look at look at all the players that got carries this year, Jay. Like he's better than some of yeah. these other cats that are getting carries in the NFL. So I'm fine. This this is this is the running back oasis in the second round. You should be ecstatic to have any of these picks, dude, in the second round. So I'm gonna take a gamble that my guy will be there um, in two picks. And I'm going to take what I believe okay. to be still a very, even though there's injury concern, he's so talented at receiver. If he gets an opportunity to be a guy, um, I, I think he'll still be good. So let's go Josh Downs out of uh, okay. out of North Carolina. I'm, I'm going to take a gamble that my running back will be there in a pick. Josh Downs out of North Carolina here at the 206 spot. All right. So now I'm trying to think, who would your running back be? I have a very good. Take who you I want. Think don't I, try to. Don't, I think I know who it is. About, you don't so, know. So, so for me, honestly, the play, the pick here pretty clearly, um, you're going to go Josh Downs. For me, it was between Josh Downs and Keishon Boutte. Okay. Uh, Boutte, while he didn't have the greatest year statistically, he's still a phenomenal talent, right? He's still up there in terms of breakout age, in terms of age gesture production that we've seen of some of the best receivers not of all time, but definitely up there. And so for me, Keishon Boutte is an easy selection here. I understand he got kicked out of LSU. He wanted to come back. Maybe he didn't want to come back. All the different things that are surrounding Keishon Boutte. He kind of reminds me of George Pickens, a player that has first-round talent who will probably draft in the second round because there's maybe some concerns with him. But again, ah, we've seen no George concerns. Pickens looking good he went to a in the sex NFL. Party. Who, who doesn't go to sex parties, man? Like I'm not I'm not yeah, knocking man. him because he goes to a sex party. Some of us party. some of us go to church on Sundays. I'm not one of those people. K and Keishon goes to sex parties. Who's judging here, man? Who's judging not what judging they do in their personal time? 
But at 207, I think Keishon Boutte is a smash spot here. I think he's in a great, great situation. Getting him this late behind a couple of talented running backs, I think it's very fair and definitely plenty of room for upside at 207 for Keishon Boutte. I love the pick. I, I should have taken him a pick before. I was, lo- I, I should. I'm surprised because I I Josh could... Downs, you like him, but yeah, 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 I, 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 yeah. All right, okay. At at 208, Jay. My running back is still there. I'm very happy that he's still there. It's somebody that you and I will get to see live and in person uh, at the Senior Bowl here in a couple of weeks. And I'm going to Syracuse, not Syracuse, Illinois, and I'm taking Chase Brown. I think Chase Brown is going to be a riser through this process. Dominant collegiate rusher. uh, His rushing grade is there. He can catch the ball. I like his speed and athleticism. He's going to test very well, put together really well, and just a productive runner. I think he's going to be one of those guys. You know, he, he, he reminds me of, and this player didn't fire, but it was somebody that people were really excited about in fantasy probably about six, seven years ago, Donald Brown. Um, he went oh. to the Indianapolis Colts. Kind of gives yeah. me that, but a better version of that. So I'm really happy with Chase Brown here at the back of the second. Sign me up for the Illinois running back. Yeah, that's a great pick. I, I, that's not where I, I thought you were going to go, but I do really like the pick. I think that Chase Brown should be in consideration of a second-round draft pick. All you want is a guy that can produce at a high level, and Chase Brown did that in spades, one of the best rushers this season. We talked about Kenneth Walker thriving in the S, in the Big Ten last year. Chase Brown did the same thing, essentially, at Illinois, not even at Michigan State, so I definitely like that pick quite a bit. Where should I go? Do I want to take one of your guys? I don't think I'm going to do that to you, Ray. I don't think I'm going to do don't that. Don't do it. Don't do it. I think I'm going to take Kendra Miller, though, because okay. Kendra Miller showed us a lot this season. And so you look at what he did at TCU. I believe he had, what, 15 touchdowns, almost touchdown per game. Size or speed adjusted, he is going to test very, very well at the NFL level. He has the speed to go deep. He has the ability. I think he can do things in the receiving game. Unfortunately, we didn't see him in the national championship game, but just purely as a rusher, getting him here, I think, is a great spot. And I think he's going to declare for the NFL draft. Max Duggan's gone. Kendra Miller's gone. Quinn Johnson's gone. Expect them all to leave. And so for me, I I think it's pretty easy here taking Kendra Miller. He's not going to be banged up by the time that draft season actually rolls around. He's been yep. a great producer for the past two years. I believe has an 80-plus rushing grade over the past two seasons. So definitely a good running back and showing that throughout his collegiate career. So I definitely like Kendra Miller here out of TCU. Oh, Matt Bruning said, hot take. Chase Brown equals Clinton Portis. He's good, dude. He's a very good running back. Not bad. He's a very good... He's very good. I graded him out, and he graded out very high. Um, Here we go. At the 210 spot, we will stop the slide. Everyone living in Debbie land of 2019, 2020. We'll take Zach Evans out of Ole Miss. Listen, we're basing this mock over the information that we've been receiving from different draft analysts, right? And nobody that I've looked at, I haven't seen Zach Evans selected in round two, not one time, not round three, not one time. You got pl- people like Kuyper, McShay, uh, Daniel Jeremiah, who don't even have him as a top 10 back in this class. I-, I-, I truly believe that we just know the name Zach Evans. He's been in everyone's mouth, the name Zach Evans for years, right? But you turn on the tape, and he just what he was okay to me. Like he was a fine running back, but he's he, yeah. I don't see some massive difference between him and Kendra Miller, or him and Chase Brown, or him and Tank Bigsby, or him and Sean Tucker. He doesn't catch the ball. He's got stone hands. He can't catch the ball. He doesn't have a ton of lateral agility. If he's got a runway in an alley, he's pretty good. Like he's going to hit the hole. He's going to run fast. And he was thoroughly outproduced by a true freshman in Quinchon Junkins this year in the SEC. He was outproduced by Kendra Miller at TCU, had to transfer, goes to Ole Miss, outproduced by a true freshman in Quinchon Junkins. I'm not saying Zach Evans is bad, but my personal taste, I think he's just a regular running back. I think he's just, if you give him opportunity in the NFL, just like about any other running back, They'll probably be. They'll probably have some success, but I don't view him as an elite running back prospect. I don't think he's a first round pick. I won't take him in the first round of rookie drafts. If that's your particular appetite, go for it. I like the skill set of some of the other players better. I would have, you know, I like Kendra Miller better. I like Chase Brown better. That doesn't mean I dislike Zach Evans, but I truly think that he's just a name that we've had at the tip of our tongues for the past couple of years. So it's just like, why is he falling? Turn on the tape. I think he's okay. I think he's okay. Not great. Yeah, Ray, I think I'm with you. I, I thought about him when I was looking at taking Tank Bigsby, and I was like, no, it just doesn't make sense. You know, you, you don't you don't wish this for a player to lose his job, but Judkins definitely outplayed him very easily now, at and, Ole Miss. And let me just say, 
he lands in a spot like Miami in the second. Yeah, we yeah. adjust and we change. We're doing this January, what is that, the 11th? And I'm just, yeah. I'm just basing it off of my personal scores that I've given these players so far. He's still top 10 for me, in my opinion. He's still top 10. But I just, I don't see special. There's no special attribute that he has. Every, you know, A-chain, elite, elite burner, right? Jameer Gibbs, receiving ability, special. Sean Tucker's got that burst. Chase Brown's got that, that, that acceleration and speed. I think Evans is okay. All right. Um, you're up, Jay, at the 111 spot. I don't, th- I don't uh, know if we'll get through three rounds today. Maybe it's just a two-round mock. So you're up here at the 111. So the pick here that I'm going to go with is I would definitely suggest people, if you're not a member of the Patreon, come and join the Patreon because Ray did a film session on this player. And I think that he will be a massive riser in the process. And Ray, that is Pitt running back Israel Abedikanda. Please correct me if Abedikanda. I was going to say I'm going to need a name check on this one, but thank you for correcting me on that. I think he's going to be a massive riser, man. What we've seen from him in the tape, the burst and the acceleration we've seen from this player is phenomenal and could be the best in the class. You want to talk about a player who grades out very well per PFF. Abanacanda definitely does that. He is on par with Kenneth Walker adjusted for rush attempts. So you talk about a player who, again, no one really thought of early in the season, but just flew on the scene literally and figuratively this season. I think he will be a massive riser. I hope that he can run real fast, but definitely would suggest... Everyone, if you are not a patron, patreon.com forward slash all gas and come check out race film session on Izzy because you will absolutely fall in love with him. I know that Ray fell in love with him when we watched the tape. Already did like him, but just more of a reason when you watch the tape, go look at Izzy because he is a phenomenal running back and definitely deserving of even higher than this, in my opinion. But we'll see, depending on the draft capital, we expect him to be a day two pick almost guaranteed at this point. So I think at this pick, he's a pretty solid value. Yep, I like it. Um... Maybe you could have gotten him in the early third, but honestly, yep. after the combine at five foot eleven, two hundred fifteen pounds, if he goes out there, they say he can run a four two in the forty. Yeah, if he runs fast like that, I mean, it's his stock it's stock is going to skyrocket. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop a little bit of a slide for a player that was injured this year. Think he's really good, and I still believe he's going to be a second round pick when it's all said and done. And I'm gonna go to Tennessee wide receiver Cedric Tillman here at the two twelve spot. Uh, there are a couple of other running backs that I think that, that will fly off of the board here in the third, but they all have some warts to their game as to why they're not probably second-round rookie picks. I think Cedric Tillman is a solid NFL wide receiver. Doubt that he'll ever be some dominant alpha number one guy, but a, a, you know, a, a player that's got a little bit of upside. So let's go through round two. We got Rasheed Rice, Zach Charbonnet, Michael Mayer, Sean Tucker, Tank Bigsby, Josh Downs, Kayshawn, Sex Party, Boutte, Chase Brown, Kendra Miller, Zach Evans, Izzy Abanacanda, and Cedric Tillman. Jay, I want to get through one more round. Let's rapid fire round three. Let's go. We okay. got time. We got time. So my my next pick would be running back Kenny McIntosh out of Georgia. Okay. Um, I think you talk about James Cook vibes with Kenny McIntosh. I think that you can, will see that. A player who will probably be drafted in day two. We already saw James Cook get drafted in day two with limited production. What McIntosh shows on tape is a player with a ton of burst and obviously has a ton of receiving upside as well at the NFL level. We saw it in college. I think he's a good enough runner. Still grades out 80 plus for all three of his years. I think you talk about a player that can do it at the NFL level and I think we'll get the draft capital. Kenny McIntosh is definitely one of those players. All right. At the 302 spot, man, this feels like it's a little early. It feels like it's a little early, Jay. Stetson Bennett incoming. No, no Stetson Bennett. We're not going to take Stetson Bennett right now. Uh, Man, this feels a little early, Jay, but you know what, man? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot for some upside here. And this player, I, I'm telling you right now, it's going to be a 1,000% dependent on landing spot. I just I, I need to see where he lands, but I know he can play. Maybe risky, but I'm taking Deuce Vaughn out of Kansas State here at the 302 spot. Yes! I'm taking Deuce. Um, you're looking for, you're looking for, you're hoping he's a Darren Sproles type kind of guy. An elite, an elite, an elite pass catcher. Feels a little early. Uh, I didn't think we'd get to round three, so maybe not super well thought out here because of the size. But let's go with let's go with Deuce Vaughn here at the three hundred two spot. I love it. I love that was the other guy I was considering. You know, when you get to the third round, I think taking a guy with you know some side concerns, pass catching acumen, and you know just phenomenal like tape scores, production, 
all there for Deuce Vaughn. It's literally just Bry- it's Bryce Young all over again. Production is there, but the dude is just too little for the and NFL. Every, and and so. listen, I've got I've got a lot of uh got a lot of people that are in the know in the draft space, Jay. And uh there's good reviews on Deuce Vaughn from the NFL community. So we'll see how it plays out. All right. So where should I go here? See, I wasn't expecting a third round either. So now I'm Ray, is it too early to take Tajay Spears? Because Tajay Spears is a running back, I, I mean, think, will no, be like this, a day point, three pick. It, at this point, and get he's, the guy. I, I'm, I'm he's fine been it. phenomenal all year, man. You I'm look at the way he's it. running for that two-lane offense. I really like Tajay Spears. I think he's a guy that can be a big riser. Just, again, he's probably a day three guy. But you never know with this NFL draft, man. Sometimes you expect these guys to be day three and they show up in day two. I think that's the guy I would go here. You could maybe make the case for another wide receiver or tight end but I will probably draft those guys a little bit later. And we talked about stacking those running backs in the third round and not taking as many wide receivers just in terms of our process. But I do like Spears quite a bit. I think he's just, I think he's a comparable player who's a bit more of a rusher than a McIntosh or a Vaughn, but I expect McIntosh to get the capital and obviously Vaughn make a producer out of college. Yeah, and the, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the disappointing thing here is there are no quarter. Everyone keeps talking about Hendon Zero, Hooker. Man. I'm not taking no fucking Hendon yeah. Hooker. I'm not doing it. I, I'm not doing it. All right, here at the 304 spot, I get to sneak through a player that I think, too, will be a riser. We've seen Jordan Reed already talking about him. He was B. John Robinson's running mate at Texas, and I'm rocking with Roshan Johnson. I think he's going to be another one of those guys. I, I, I don't want to compare him to Kareem Hunt, but a Kareem Hunt level skill set. He's big. He's 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 huge. He's 6'2", 230, can catch, can play special teams, can run between the tackles. Another one of those cats that last year we were shocked when Tyrion Davis-Price went in round three. I think this year, because everyone's only thinking about Bijan Robinson, and I don't know if my boy Marcus Myers is in the building, but my homeboy Marcus played at UT. Um, he knows mm-hmm. a lot about Roshan Johnson. I think he's going to be a cat that on, on day two of the NFL draft, he gets drafted in round three in most fantasy gamers are like who is that because he was outshined by Bijan but the fact that he was able to work his way on the field with a talent like Bijan Robinson lets me know that Roshan Johnson can play so I would I'm, I'm pretty happy to get him here at the 304 spot yeah no I'm with you he's a guy who has been mocked in the second round and it's just again overshadowed by one Bijan Robinson I will be taking a big 12 wide receiver Ray and you know how we feel about big 12 wide receivers but a guy that I really hope can get the draft capital and rise. And that is Iowa State wide receiver Xavier Hutchinson. Um, Really burst onto the scene this year. And I think that, you know, those 107 receptions, 1,100 yards, he's a guy that I comp to Alan Lazard. And it sounds really lazy because he's not quite as big as Alan Lazard, but 6'3", 210, a guy that can operate in the slot. Again, it's the third round. It's probably a little bit early for Xavier Hutchinson, but a player that I really, really like, senior wide receiver. I'm hoping he goes senior bowl. I haven't confirmed that yet or not, because I mm. do want to see him, talk to him, see what he looks like next to some of these other players, like a Rasheed Rice, who I know can get it done at the NFL level and has been getting the pedigree and the talk. But I think Hutchinson can be a riser, and I do really like him a lot, so I will be taking him here mid-third round. All right, Jay, I am going to go. I just wanted to make sure he's in the pool, and I saw him, and I'm going to take my tight end two off of the board right now. And I am going to take Utah tight end Dalton Kincaid. Uh, I think he's a really good pass catching tight end. You catch fucking 20 passes versus USC, you have my attention. Not that that defense is any good, but Dalton Kincaid is smooth in the receiving game. He's what I want. I know a lot of people talk about big Darnell Washington. He can catch the ball, but I guarantee you whatever team drafts Darnell Washington, his number one attribute and skill set is going to be the fact that he's a good blocker. So... I just I think he's good, but I I don't think he's for a fantasy perspective. I don't ever see Darnell Washington turning into some elite pass catching monster because he is very good as a blocker. So I'm fine with taking a tight end here in the mid third. Give me Dalton Kincaid. All right, so I will be taking a running back that we just did a film session on, and that is UAB running back Dwayne McBride. He's not going to be a pass catcher. You talked about it during the film session. He's only caught five passes his collegiate career. Ten targets in his (laughs) collegiate career. 10 targets, which is just absurdly low. But Ray, he is literally the second highest graded PFF rusher in terms of just simply rushing grades in the PFF era. That goes all the way back to 2017. That is adjusted for rushing attempts. The only player better than him returning to Michigan is Blake Corm. Better than Bijan Robinson, Devin Singletary, Devon A. Chain, Javante Williams, Tyler Algier, Dave Montgomery. I've been down that list before. But Dwayne McBride, very high up there just in terms of rushing in the third round. I think this is a really good pick. And like you mentioned, Kuyper's been on Dwayne forever since before the season even began. 
began. I think he will get yes. fine draft capital. And again, we're looking for a guy who's just a running back here. So it's not super high ceiling, but a guy that is definitely a talented rusher. The issue for him is really just that long speed. He doesn't quite have that for the NFL level. But outside of that, I think he's got everything to be a competent one first and second down back at the NFL level. Yeah, it's just now it's starting to just get kind of dirty zone, but there's still a couple of backs that I like that I'm intrigued by, Jay. And I'm going to go to the Big Ten, and I'm going to take a running back from Northwestern that has a uh, three-down skill set. Oh, there we go. I'm going to go with Evan Hall from Northwestern. Special teams ability, catch the ball in the backfield, can grind it between the tackles. He's going to be a day three pick in the NFL draft, but we're here in the third round, late third. That's where these guys are. You're not going to see first round picks here um, in the late third. So I'm going to load up on running backs and I'll take Evan Hall. Let's get it. Yeah, no, I like that pick a lot. And like you mentioned, he has the three down skill set, even though he'll probably be a day three pick. I'm going to be going over to Oklahoma and taking the guy who should have transferred. Whoa. And that is Marvin Mims, the wide receiver, the one of the quietest thousand yard seasons you'll ever see from a wide receiver in the third round. I'm so late. You know, with I the don't draft sound. I'm so late. <laughs> I half ass do it. I'm so late. Go ahead. Hey, Ray, you're putting the picks. You're doing everything. Yeah. It's OK. Don't worry about that. We're, we're, we're a show here, but we're not too formal. But Marvin Mims is is a guy that I think could be just fine at the NFL level. He's not going to be a mega producer, but again, yeah. I think he can get it done. He runs pretty good routes. He can get deep. Yeah. It's just what what do we expect from him? Probably day three pick, but I'm curious to see where he lands and, and if he can develop into an NFL wide receiver. I think the talent is there. I think he showed a lot of good things at OU, but unfortunately, not looking so good for him as it stands All today. All right, the pick is in. The pick is in. A lot of explanation here in the late third. Now we're going to go with the blocker. I'll take him. Darnell Washington out of Georgia. Good pass catcher. Big, physical, going to be on the field probably all three downs because he is such a good blocker. Here in the back of the third, I think this is a great spot to get Darnell Washington. All right, Jay, last pick. Who you going with? Easy. Stetson Bennett, quarterback oh. out of Georgia. Oh, Got to do it, Ray. Got to do it. Stetson Bennett. Ray, what it's happens if Stetson Bennett is, is a day two Stetson pick? We don't even have Stetson Bennett in here. Oh, man. So we'll This is the, how disrespected is, Stetson we'll put, Bennett is we'll by put, the community. We'll Two-time we'll national put, champion Stetson we'll put Keaton Bennett. Slovis in there. We'll put Keaton Slovis. Go ahead. Keep talking about that this. Is, that is the fact that you have to put a player. You should put Caleb Williams in there with how disrespected Stetson Bennett is. Stetson Bennett will probably be drafted on day three. He'll be a backup quarterback. But again, there really isn't any other quarterbacks that are worth taking. So I will take the quarterback who's won the national championship two years in a row, who is producing in the SEC. You could say the system, but I think I'd be banking on him in the third round. Depends on where he goes, of course, but I'm willing to run the risk with my late third round pick on the quarterback, Stetson Bennett, the fourth. In the fourth round, I would have been okay with it, but here it's, it's three eleven. It. It. We're just I get we're it. reaching I, a little I, bit. I, That's okay. A little it's bit. Okay. All right, I feel really good about this one. I'm glad you didn't take him. I'm taking my man out of Houston, H Town stand up, Tank Dell, wide receiver out oh, of nice. Houston, Blazer, speed in best ball formats. He is like if you're yeah. talking best ball, like what receiver I would rather have at cost, Cedric Tillman or Tank Dell, give me Tank Dell in a best ball format. Speed, speed, speed for days. He's dynamic. I think he, too, is going to be a riser. We saw Tutu Atwell get drafted in the second. He's bigger we than did. Tutu, and he's a better wide receiver than Tutu Atwell. So Tank Dell, a player that most people have never watched play because he plays at Houston. Those that know, know Tank Dell is a damn dog. So let's get it. Tank Dell. In the third. All right, third round was pure chaos. Kenny McIntosh, Deuce Vaughn, Tajay Spears. I think the best pick in this in this round was Roshan Johnson, Xavier Hutchinson, Dalton Kincaid, Dwayne McBride, Evan Hall, Marvin Mims, Big Wash, uh, Stetson Bennett at 311, and Tank Dell at the 112 spot. I'll zoom out just a little bit, Jay, so everybody could see the full board. There it is. It's kind of tiny, kind of little, but there it is. That is our first, first Mock draft 1.0. of the season. Jay, 
was a good show. I thought there's some good picks. Give some people um, an idea of how this thing could shake out. Look at how much green is on the board. Just RBs for days, and yep. there's still Chris Rodriguez is still on the board. We still yep. there's other backs that are still on the board for the taking. So this is going to be uh, what we do at least once every two or three weeks here on the channel. We got patrons joining. I got Odds Jam hitting me up with stuff. We got bets to place. Make sure you hit that thumbs up button, like, and subscribe. We both got our Michelle Adora coffee. Make sure you get Gotta some get of that coffee. 15% off of that Michelle Adoro. And uh, yeah, Jay, this was a good week. This was a good week. So what we'll do next week is we will preview a mock on Monday. We'll preview a mock on Monday. Hopefully we can find a mock with multiple rounds because that's the only way that makes this thing interesting. And then from that preview, we will compile our list and then mock based off of that mock next yep. Wednesday. So uh, make sure you tap into everything that we do. Once again, if you missed Destination Dynasty live on Monday with Scott Connor, go back and watch that video. If you missed our show on Monday, breaking down Jordan Reed from ESPN, his 23, first round of his mock. Make sure you tap into that. We got 40 chess, off the line with Gene and Ike. Eric Vanek in America's Game. Got a lot of dope stuff hitting your airways here at Destination Devi. Hit that thumbs up button, subscribe, like the channel, like the comment, comment below, join the Patreon, subscribe to the newsletter, and most importantly, be great, people. Y'all have a beautiful rest of your week and wake up bright and early with us on Monday. We out. We love you. Peace. Oh, no. We're not out yet. That oh, was, no. How good that was that was, outro? How I, good I, was that? It was phenomenal. I can't believe you ruined it by I'm interrupting. Ruined. We got super you chats, did. baby. We got super <laughs> chats. All right. Wow. Damn, man. Caught me Ru off guard. Ruined my outro. Really good outro. Man, Rico, take your $5. I'm just kidding. We need that. I have $20 saying Will Levis will be a Houston Texan. I wouldn't be shocked I did if they take him. It was Someone, TDN's mock. TDN's mock. It was TDN, okay, so it was TDN's mock. They had him, they had them trading up to, yeah, it was TDN's yeah, mock. Yeah. Will right, Levis We got another one. one. Oh, Carson. What's the best way to do an auction draft? I want to do a slower version where 12 players get nominated at once and everybody is able to bid. Yeah, MFL. Um, yeah, MFL for sure. MF to do I, I that. Don't, I don't know if we can send like a link, but that we're doing that right now. We're literally in an auction right now and everybody We can drop the link one. in the uh, we can drop it in the comp in the description of the video. I can drop it in there. All right, well, the well Carson, if you're still here, thank you for the super chat. We'll drop a link so you could see, but you could set that up like that on MFL. You can also do this on Sleeper, and personally, I like auctions on Sleeper a little bit better because they have the pass button to where if you're not interested in a player, you can hit pass and it can end the But bin. isn't that only one at a time, though? That's, I think that's the difference between Sleeper oh, and MFL. Can okay, you do... Can, so I, I don't know, it is one but I think... At a time. You're right. It yeah. is one player at a time. So if you time. want to do concurrent yeah. players, you have to, you have to have... Yeah, you, you have to do it on MFL. Which is, I hit everybody it's, it's, with the pump fake on the outro. Just yeah. pump fake. Just kidding. All right. It's not going to be nearly as good uh, now. We're just going to leave the show. Appreciate y'all tapping in. We'll see y'all on Monday. Peace. Thank y'all for watching the Wake Up Show with myself and Jay Rich. If you finished the show and you're still hanging around and have yet to hit the thumbs up button or subscribe to the channel, do that right now and turn them alerts on while you're at it. If you want more exclusive access to me, Jay Rich, the entire Destination Debbie team, patreon.com forward slash all gas gives you that access make sure you subscribe to the newsletter for free 99 content and if you want to get in on that action use the promo code wake up over on prize picks for a 100 deposit match up to 100 for first time users and a brand new show dropping on the mojo youtube channel myself and jay rich will be talking about these players and their value from a stock market perspective every single week this fall over on mojo it's all gas all the time. Love y'all. I'm out of this thing. Peace.